whatever your dream is, hundreds if not thousands of others most likely share the same goal as you. The reality is, however, just because someone else has the same idea as you, that doesn't mean that their success or similar ideas will stand in the way of you achieving your goal. On this episode, I'm going to discuss the hazards of comparison and how to get comparison out of your way. You're listening to the Budget Babe Podcast, where we talk about living your best life without breaking your bank. My name is Ella, and I'm so excited that you have joined me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the Budget Babe Podcast. I am back, I am healthy, and I'm COVID-free. Found that out last week, but I'm so thrilled that you have joined me today as I talk about the beast of comparison. And this is a podcast I discuss living your best life without breaking the bank, but from time to time, I feel really inspired to talk about something outside of the money realm. And yes, this is kind of outside the money realm, but on the other hand, comparison can affect your money if you're somebody that's constantly trying to keep up with the Joneses or to impress others, or if you compare your goals to other people. And the reason, the main reason that comparison has been on my mind lately is because it's been brought to my attention that I am one of the many, many, many people who've decided to launch a podcast in 2020. I've even made friends over Instagram and through podcasts that I follow, and they have begun their journey this year as well. I'm so excited for them. I have friends who do podcasts about hauntings. I have friends who do podcasts about manifestation. I have friends who do spiritual, religious podcasts. I have friends who do historical podcasts, so we're all out there. We're all sharing what they're passionate about. I've also learned that one of the one of my biggest inspirations, he was one of my pastors while living in Nashville. His name is Pete Wilson. He inspired me in many ways to be a motivational speaker. He and his wife just started a podcast called Good Talk. And then one of my favorite internet comedians, her name is Nicole Arbor. She is hilarious. She's daring. She is very bold. She's going to launch a podcast as well. And I'm, I'm really excited to listen to these podcasts, but I'm going to be vulnerable and admit that when I hear about somebody who already has a giant platform, who already has millions of followers, I, when I hear about them launching a podcast and already having thousands of listeners, I do feel a little anxiety and I do feel a little defeated. I shouldn't, but something I've learned as I was journaling it and as I was thinking it out is that their success, their podcast success is not going to be a threat to mine. And while the number of followers they have may be higher, I am still so grateful to share this with about like hundreds of you. I've got over 700 downloads. So those of you who currently listen, thank you so much. It means the world to me that I get to share with you guys. And if you're like me, you have several podcasts that you enjoy listening to and you enjoy listening to throughout the week. So the way that I communicate with you um, versus the way other podcasters will be naturally different, and it's going to resonate with different groups of individuals. I know that as my list continues to grow, all of the amazing pods that I highly listen to, I just keep growing that list and just getting more excited about my time in the car as I listen to these podcasts, because they say 80% of podcasters listen to the whole podcast in itself. So I'm not the only money podcast you listen to. I may not be, but 
I don't think any money strategy can be one size fits all. So I suggest listening to a lot of us and deciding for yourself what you look into. If you're someone who's thinking about starting a podcast, a blog, or a YouTube channel of your own, you may have talked yourself out of this like I have before. You may have said to yourself, you know, there's there's so many podcasts out there. What am I going to do? There's so many influencers out there. Yeah, there's so many YouTube channels out there. There are so many people out there that want to start the same kind of business that I want to start. There's so many people out there that want the same kind of life I have, that want to live in the same neighborhood that I live in. Guess what? You can still do it. There's going to be people in the world that need to hear your voice and your perspective specifically. There's going to be people that need your service specifically, whatever your dream is. So specifically telling you this, um, if you are somebody who's looking to start a podcast, I am going to take a moment to tell you about my sponsor, Anchor, and what Anchor has meant for my podcast journey. And we're back. And by we, I mean me and my cat, Sassy. You're probably hearing her meow in the background. So if you're wondering what the screeching sound is, it is my cat meowing. She loves being on this podcast just as much as I do. And she also loves to be heard. Again, I'm very grateful for Anchor, as you heard. The Anchor app has been extremely formative in making my dreams of hosting a podcast a reality. Again, I've daydreamed about this for over a year. I've heard other people inspire me. So Anchor has been a way for me to do that for you guys. If you take one thing away from this episode, hi, Sassy. So Sassy and I want you to take one thing from this episode. If you take one thing from this episode, Sassy and I want you to know that whatever your dream is, that you have that dream for a reason. We'll say that again. Whatever your dream is, you have that dream for a reason. Focus on the positive impact that you can have on others and what can become of this. Also, allow yourself to be happy with others who have similar goals with you. Take any discomfort that you have with perceived competition and turn that into inspiration instead. If that person can do it, then by golly, so can you. Again, I'd like to thank the sassy cat for chiming in on that one. (laughs) She is very vocal, just like me. So comparison, back to that, it's going to screw around with your mindset. It can demotivate you, and it can allow you to deviate from that positive, optimistic mindset that is required for achieving your goals. Keep in mind that comparison also destroys your bank accounts. It destroys bank accounts at all income levels. Just look at the football players that go bankrupt. Just look at the famous people. Why on earth do they need to live in a mansion that they stay in one week out of the year? It makes no sense, but they do. They do it. They buy mansions. They have, instead of just an apartment everywhere, they have mansions everywhere. Again, they don't need it, but they buy it anyway. Why? Why is it necessary? That's their decision, though. That's none of my business. So it is imperative that you train yourself to continue to see the opportunity and learn that others with similar goals are actually your teammates. See it that way. We're here to inspire one another. Um, You have a role on your team to fulfill your purpose on this earth, and you're going to play in a way that's going to be different than somebody else, but you're going to play together as a team. Just remember that one of the strongest activators of comparison, as we know it, is social media. That's a good place to see a lot of people who are trying to do the same thing you're doing. During the pandemic, I know I've done it. I've fallen into the trap. I've found myself scrolling more than I should and looking at other people's social media accounts. 
the thing is I'm sitting here in my pajamas. I'm on day three of dry shampoo and in my glasses. And I'm looking at people wearing these fabulous outfits in the fabulous places and these really fancy restaurants or rooftop bars. And I'm in my moment and I'm looking at their moment. I'm comparing my behind the scenes to someone else's highlight reel. I also noticed that sometimes I look on social media and I know that my opinions or my views don't always match that of my friends. Or I look at what they've seen, what their research is. And that just makes me feel disconnected from the community that I have built. But I have to remember that someone's opinion, that's not them. That's not who they are. I can do my best. I can tell them what I think and have a kind of constructive conversation around it. But I have to remember that's not who they are and my opinions are not who I am. So what all social media does and what all media does really is it takes the focus outward instead of focusing on yourself. So for example, if you watch the news, if you watch CNN or Fox News, you're paying attention to people that you probably don't even like and that naturally shoots your energy down. Politicians, as we see it, they take credit for accomplishments that are made by companies, that are made by people in the community, that are made by others. But by golly, it happened under them, so they are the ones that did it. Who knew? So we see, again, what is happening in front of the camera. We only see what's in the camera. We don't always see the behind the scenes real. Now, most of the news that you are exposing yourself to, when you see that tearing your energy down, when you see the violence, when you see all of the sad things that are plaguing this world, just remember that they are creating a state of fear. And when we have a state of fear, any fears that we have, that's false evidence appearing real. Again, I look at that's how I look at fear. I look at it as false evidence appearing real. And then I look at it another way. I look at it as facing everything and rising. Thank you, Pitbull. He's, he was the first person I heard say that. So now, why do you think these news networks want to put you in a state of fear? Well, this is because they know if you're experiencing fear or any kind of emotional appeal, then you're going to tune in because they've created that sense of urgency for you. You're going to want to know what's going on. Oh my gosh, what did they say? Why are they doing this? It just, they upset you in any way. You're going to stay tuned. You have that sense of urgency. So I'm not telling you, and don't mistake me for this. I'm not telling you to stick your head in the sand and stay out of touch. I'm just telling you to limit it. I'm telling you to do a quick read. Give yourself 10 minutes to watch the news. Give yourself maybe 20 minutes to spend on Facebook each day. Maybe look at Facebook on your lunch break. Maybe look at it first thing in the morning. Maybe not before you go to bed each night, but just limit your exposure to social media. There's a few things I've done to try to distract myself from social media. I've downloaded Duolingo. I've done that to learn a new language. I know it's going to be way more constructive when I learn Spanish and be able to apply that when I learn other people's business. <laughs> um, stream your favorite fictional TV show, stream a comedy show, something that always makes you feel good after watching it. Uh, one of my favorite things to do more than anything is I love reading a book, an old fashioned paperback or book or, you know, Kindle book, whatever. I, uh, scored two popular books. I scored where the crawdads sing and the splendid and vile for $5 on Facebook marketplace this weekend. Talk about getting the bang for your buck. I'm an old soul. I love sitting in the quiet and reading a good book, and that raises my energy up. Now, with limiting your exposure to social media would be the first way I say to eliminate comparison. The second way to escape comparison is counting your blessings. Turn that focus towards gratitude instead. We're in that month of November, and that is centered around Thanksgiving. 
Stop and take time to be thankful. That's what they tell us. We should be doing this all year. And holidays, while that comes up, it's going to look different in 2020 for many of us than it has in other years. But being grateful is a simple choice you make. You make the choices around your situation and find ways to be grateful, find ways to make the most of your situation. And let me tell you, you're always going to be you're always going to be able to find ways to be grateful. I will tell you, if you buy a cup of coffee for a homeless person, they're going to be so grateful for that. They're grateful just for people who show them compassion. They should really experience people showing them compassion anyway, in my opinion. But again, talk to a homeless person. Talk to somebody who's going through a rough time. Try to bring them up. Try to find ways to cheer them up. Somebody's going through a rough time. You know, They're going to be grateful to have a voice or an ear listening to them. If you really want to take it to the next level, you can do volunteer for somebody around volunteer for somebody that's in need or do a global mission trip. You're going to see somebody living in an entirely different society, living in a much more, I don't know the word I'm looking for on this, but who lives in different conditions than you do. You're going to see their sense of gratitude. That's going to do something in you. If you see them being grateful, that's just going to be a wake up call for you to be grateful. So just get to know other people's situations, be open-minded and just have a grateful heart. Um, something I do to remind myself to be grateful every morning is I've invested in a $15 letter board from target and I list the things I'm grateful for, or I ask myself, I can even put, what are you grateful for today? The minute I see that, I think of something I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for the water that I'm drinking. I'm grateful to be inside where it's nice and warm, where the temperatures are dropping outside. I'm grateful for these comfy pajamas that I'm wearing. Just, you can always find a way to be grateful. That is, that's where I'm getting to with this. Um, You're also going to be able to find blessings in your challenges. It is possible when you're feeling challenged, write down what you're grateful for. Journal. You're even going to find that you're grateful in the mediocre moments. These mediocre moments for me are times where I'm staying in and quarantining. I'm able to find great gratitude because I'm able to be in a clean, organized house. I'm grateful for the book I'm reading. I'm grateful for the heat or the air conditioning, depending on what the weather is outside. There's just, it's a choice you make and you're always going to find ways to be grateful. Oh, and speaking of which, I mentioned early that I took a COVID test and I did have a COVID scare last week. That's why I wasn't on, that's why I didn't record last week. I was just under the weather. I had some chronic headaches, a cold. Thankfully, it was just a head cold. I'm feeling better. And then I have another reason to be grateful that I don't have COVID. And I'm also more aware of the precautions I need to take to keep my family and my friends safe. For my third and final point, I found that comparison is not always bought on by myself. And you're going to find that too. You're going to find external factors comparing you to others. Society will want to compare you to somebody else. That's just kind of comes into their head. You may even get that back from someone close to you. Some of you are going to get this around the holidays. People are going to compare you to your siblings or your best friends, where you're at in life versus where your best friend is at in life. It just automatically comes up for some people. When I tell people I do a financial podcast, a lot of my friends or a lot of people I meet, the first question I get is, oh, you're trying to be like Dave Ramsey. Well, um, Dave Ramsey and I both live in Tennessee, 
I have a lot of respect for the work Dave Ramsey has done. And I have so much respect and love for the people that he has helped. But I know, for example, that my approach is not going to be a one size fits all. His approach works for many, many people and people swear by him. But I want to have a different approach to that. I have a different way of telling people how to be smart with money. I give you some statistics. I give you some ideas and I let you decide what's best for you. The other vision I have for this podcast while I'm talking about it is to create a space for my friends to share their best practices, to share their stories, to share inspiration around money. Many of my close friends are entrepreneurs and seeing that has given me inspiration to have ownership over something. And that ownership is this podcast. This podcast is my baby. If you would like to be on a podcast and talk about your inspirations, hit me up because I'd love to have you on the show. Again, one of my visions for this podcast is to be an empowering space for everyone that is listening. So I got sidetracked there, but I'm glad I did because I want you to know what one of the visions for the podcast is, but let's get back to what I was talking about in the external factors of comparison. So people are automatically going to compare you to someone else. Sometimes if they have similar dreams, if you achieve something, if you get engaged, they're going to compare you to someone else close to them. Sometimes that happens. Companies, even they're going to try to compare you to a celebrity. Let me name an example. A few years ago, I remember Kim Kardashian was endorsing quick trim, which is a diet pill. Diet pills give you the jitters. They're not good for you. I don't recommend them. I'm not a doctor, but most doctors aren't going to recommend them either. I'm just going to tell you that. But Kim Kardashian, behind the scenes, she has a personal trainer. She has access to procedures to make her thinner. She may have been airbrushed to look thinner. She looks great, by the way, so I'm not dissing her. And she's probably on a diet with a personal trainer. But Quick Trim, what Quick Trim was doing is they were using her body image, her perfect body, and saying, hey, you want to look like this? Take Quick Trim. They were trying to play upon your insecurity to sell you something. They won't tell you that you can be in healthy, you can be in shape, and you can be happy without looking like her. They're not going to tell you that because they want to sell you a product. Dating. In dating, we've probably all dated somebody that maybe not intentionally, but would mention their ex. How does that make you feel? Icky. Icky. It doesn't matter if they're comparing you in a good way to your ex to their ex or a bad way, if they think you're better than the ex or less. But if they're comparing you to your ex, that's, or to their ex, that is a, that's a red flag. You might as well ditch them because if they're talking about their ex, that's very likely that they have bitterness that they need to work through before they get in another relationship. In some situations, on the other hand, it could be a compliment when somebody compares you. You think I take it as an insult when someone compares me to Dave Ramsey? Absolutely not. If somebody thinks that I can resemble Dave Ramsey, I think, whoa, really? You think I'm going to be the next Dave Ramsey? You think I'm going to build an empire with this? Wow, what a compliment. I love his podcast. Or if somebody compares me to another, any really, any financial podcast, I just either I want to take a listen to it and see what they have to say or let them know. I say, hey, I got to check that out. Or I'll go right back and listen. Yeah, they've got some great ideas. I love their podcast. That is because I know that whatever people are doing, they may be doing something similar. They may have a similar vision, but I'm the only person that can do it like me, just like Dave Ramsey is the only person that can do it like Dave Ramsey, just like Susan with her financial podcast is the only person that can do it like Susan. So if you um, have the same aspirations to starting a podcast, being an influencer, 
starting your own business. So many people are starting their own businesses out of COVID. They're doing boutiques. People are making tons of money with cricket designing, cricket where they print out and make custom t-shirts. People are making so much money with Etsy. People are making so much money freelancing, photography, real estate. So many people have taken this negative situation in 2020, taken the limitations of 2020 and found a way out and found a way to build their dreams. So that is something we can all be grateful for. But again, if you're a real estate agent, I've got so many friends that are real estate agents and I've got one good friend. She owns um, Southern Athena. She's an architect and a real estate agent, which I think is amazing. She's the only architect and real estate agent in Tennessee. There, I have another friend. She just has such an amazing personality. She can literally sell ice cubes to an Eskimo. And she's very, just tells, she'll tell you exactly what she thinks. And I love that about her. So I've got so many people that are real estate agents. And they are all very successful because they all have a unique approach. And that's just one example. I have friends that are photographers. Again, they have a unique approach. They also photograph different things. So whatever your idea is, only one person can do it like you. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Only one person can do can do what you do the way that you do it. Then go ahead. Again, you get compared to somebody else. Take it as a compliment. Comparison can be a compliment when it comes from somebody else as well. If somebody ever compares themselves to you, point out the unique thing that they do and do it in a very kind way. Say, yeah, I, you know what I love about your podcast is that you tell the best jokes on your podcast. And I love to listen to it. It's just a positive aspect of my day. If this is not an issue, um, anytime. anyways, if you're getting into the comparison mode, it's not going to be an issue of what you bring to the table versus what they bring to the table. Sometimes that can just be an issue of the heart. We all get there. So don't let yourself become envious. Don't let yourself be defeated by someone else's success. Just again, look at that as an inspiration. So just remember... Remember this as well. Gratitude, just like happiness, is an inside job, and it cannot be built or deteriorated by an external factor. So comparison is pointless. There's no winning in comparison. It's just a slippery stroke that'll distract you from your goals and also destroy the wallets of, you know, people keeping up with the Joneses. So your greatest accelerator to your goals and what you want to achieve is what you believe about yourself and not others. I'm going to end this episode with a great quote that's going to fit what I'm saying. It's from a brilliant philosopher by the name of Dr. Seuss. Here we go. Today, you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one more alive, more youer than you. Again, actually, I I messed that up a little bit, so let me do it again. (laughs) Today, you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive, more youer than you. Remember that. Thank you guys again for listening and allowing me to share with you. If you like this episode, let me know in the reviews. And I hope you have a fantastic week. Hey again, it's Ella from Budget Babe Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you would leave a review, letting me know what you think. Also, feel free to follow me on Instagram, Ella Konomic, E-L-L-A-C-O-N-O-M-I-C. I would love to connect with you and hear what you think. Thanks again.